This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Good morning, Malcolm White here with Carol Palmer and uh, one special guest who we'll introduce in a minute. We are going to talk a lot about post-Thanksgiving. Now that you have had your fill of turkey and dressing, turkey sandwiches, ham sandwiches, turkey pot pie, and all the leftover casseroles, gumbo, and dressing waffles... Today, we will be joined by our friend Joe Sherman as we look forward to the upcoming meals for this holiday season. Of course, we'd love to hear from you about your leftover experiences, your Thanksgiving spread, and the future of Christmas coming around the corner. Ah, yes, it is, and it's fall here in the United States of America in the southern part of the state, I must say. Carol, how are you this morning? Malcolm... I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm happy. So tired of being alone. <laughs> I was not alone. I was oh, not you, alone over see, the past week. You had a large gathering for I Thanksgiving. I did indeed. Had uh, 20-something, maybe mm. 25 for lunch. But we had 17 people staying with us for four days oh boy and this morning i brought each of you a hat from our home uh our home is called go away lodge Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the logo on the hat has go away (laughs) it obviously did not work on the guests no i I was actually sad to see them go but you know go away can be Taken either way, it either can mean you know John and I go away mm-hmm. to go away lodge, or, or it's like you go away and leave us alone. <laughs> Please, I thought it, I always thought it was to turn people away at the gate. Well, yeah. th- that's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a that's stern one, welcome. That's, yeah, go that's away. one of them. But so now that you have your go away hats, when you're tired of people talking to just you at on. home, you just put your go away. Very subtle, very subtle. All right, we're going to bring right on into the conversation the Lebanese breeze. Joe Sherman is here this Good morning. morning. Good morning, Good Joe. Morning. It was great to be here. Been, I thought maybe y'all lost my phone number. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Oh no, we we always you know we always call you when one of us is out of town. Right. But Malcolm, we have been fully present for months. We have been because yes. we yep. love yep. our yep. show and. No it's travel, hard to miss a Monday. No travel, no sickness. You know, it's great. Well, we Glad just worked it out. We just worked it out. Yeah, we just we worked it out. And also, you know, we wanted Joe to come because this is you know a special time of the year, and so many people follow Joe on cooking and coping, and we knew he would. He, he'd have a lot to say to us this morning. I have morning. a lot. I have a lot to say. He, <laughs> you actually posted on cooking and coping. Uh, a post about leftovers. And right. Do right. the setup on that, and right. we'll get to it in a little while. Well, I, I, I posted. I said, you know, 
what we want to know is we don't want to know who won the Egg Bowl and we don't want to know what Thanksgiving Day Parade. What we want to know is what are you doing with all those leftovers? Hmm. And I got some very interesting comments, and I think it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to, throughout the show, we're going to uh, touch on this topic. You've yeah. got some statistics to yes, share. no doubt Some about highlights, it. highlights from the game. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> from, the, from the turkey uh, leftover game. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we ate the last of our leftovers last night, uh, which uh, were, were, came out as uh, some mashed potatoes with um, sautéed leeks mm. on top. Oh, wow. And a horseradish sauce that started on Thanksgiving Day with our prime rib and had survived all the way through. So last night, Kara grilled uh, a pork tenderloin and served it with these leftover mashed potatoes and these sautéed leeks. And then the horseradish sauce was served on the side of the pork tenderloin. And then the last piece of pie from Thanksgiving, Kara made a blueberry cream pie. Mm. And I, I finished that dude off last night. So wow. we're, we're done. It's <laughs> making me hungry all over again. You get to start all over again in about 20 days. <laughs> so, Joe, what did y'all do for Thanksgiving? So, as I said before we went on the air, I, I had my turkey leftovers early because I bought a turkey. It thawed out faster than I thought. It has a tag on there that says goodbye and good until January 24th. I didn't feel too good about that, so I called <laughs> I, saw, I called the Butterball hotline, and the lady said, uh, a turkey is only good for four days after it thaws out. I said, you know what? I bet you've saved a lot of marriages. Yeah. And she said, yes, I have. But we had turkey. We had ham. We had raw kibbe. Uh, and then we had. It wouldn't be Lebanese Thanksgiving without the The breeze to, always has the kibbe. Yes, I always got to have the kibbe. It makes my, keeps my hair curly. <clears throat> yeah. And so then we uh, also had... Uh, Blistered string beans, uh, just uh, sautéed in a little mm. bacon grease. I, I like that. I uh, like blistering. Blistering uh, with uh, a little green. bacon. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. And then uh, we had a sweet potato casserole, a sweet potato casserole that my daughter-in-law made that it could have been dessert. I mm. mean, it was really, really, really good. So, And then for dessert, we had a chocolate, a chocolate chess pie that she made. And I made a dessert my mother makes, which is an ice cream pie, which is... Not 22, not 24, and not 23, but 27 Oreos and a stick uh, of butter ground up in the (laughs) food processor. Reminds me of Ben's shrimp count, Carol. Remember how your dad used to put those shrimp in those Ziploc bags and he would count count them? And he'd write on out 17 (laughs) shrimp. So it's like you put that in, you put it in a 9 by 13 pan, you freeze it. Then you take a half a gallon of pralines and cream ice cream and put that on top of that and then freeze it. Then you take four ounces of uh, Baker's unsweetened chocolate with a can of condensed milk. And oh, my gosh. And you dilute a little bit of milk. And then you put that on top and you freeze it. Wow. Then you eat it and die. But otherwise, it's great. And what did you call it? My mother calls it ice cream pie. That's what oh. she calls it. But you My know. goodness. But yeah, I love how Southerners take the sweet potato, and we make uh, it even more sweet. I mean, we it dump was really good. sugar and brown sugar <laughs> and in butter. it. I mean, enough, yeah. butter to, enough butter to fill up Kroger. I mean, it was, it was, it was tons. It was really good. You know, I, I wanted to branch out this year, but I went back to the Cotton Country Collection, Mrs. Hammaker's sweet potato casserole that we've talked Our about favorite. so much yes, yes, yes. here. And it's a favorite around the world that we found out that Miss Hammaker didn't even cook. <laughs> well, that's but okay. That her, her, her daughter. The story. We have the yeah, story. We have the story that her, her, her daughter put her name on it. That's right. Because the daughter had too many recipes in the cookbook. But oh. <laughs> the most 
interesting thing I cooked was the the oyster cornbread dressing. Mm. When we had Tim Pierce on the on the show, we were talking about oyster dressing, and he said the best that he had ever had was a recipe out of Garden and Gun by Chef Edward Lee, uh, who is in Kentucky. And I, I went and looked up up the recipe, and it was absolutely divine. It, it did use cornbread dressing, so I had two cornbread dressings, but it had chestnuts in it. It had it. It said you needed a cup of ham, tiny diced. The saltier, the better. Mm. And I happened to have my Virginia ham. Just that, so happened that Malcolm and Kara gave us, and uh, you know he used. Your oyster liquor. It was just so full of flavor. But, you know, chestnuts are something we don't use a lot of Correct. down no, here. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, but they're everywhere. Uh, I was walking uh, my, with my grandson yesterday out at Mays Lake, and there were chestnut trees out there. So but did anyway. you pick up some and peel them? Just to throw in the lake, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, you need to be roasting them o- over an open, open fire. fire. Well, you know, I made... Uh, crab meat dressing instead of oyster. I saw that oyster, on cooking and coping. Which I've been doing for a, a number of years now. I love the oyster dressing. Kara, uh, not so much. So I have evolved to the crab meat dressing. Seafood. You know, it's very not? good. Very yeah, good. Very good. Um, let's see. So I want to remind our listeners uh, that you're listening to Deep South Dining. And we've been around, Carol, for you and I doing this for almost four years now. Is that right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I want to wow. remind you that you can podcast any of our shows going all the way back to the beginning uh, just by going to the MPB website and going to Deep South Dining and then follow it to the podcast. And I also want to remind you that we rebroadcast this show. This show right here, Joe, <clears throat> will be rebroadcast on Sundays uh-huh. at 9 a.m. So there we're on is. twice a week and available by podcast. If you're not sick of us, <clears throat> you should be. <laughs> well, Never get sick of you. Never get sick of you. Well, Malcolm, I, I forgot to mention to you that we got a gift in the mail. and Did we ever? We did. On, on Actually, on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and it came... I guess FedEx or something. I don't know because somehow you handily delivered to you. Yeah, but you got the delivery. But uh, Thomas Williams sent us the one and only Thomas Williams from Nashville, Tennessee. uh, A friend of the show. He's he's listening right now. He's in the airport, coming home from Cape Cape Cod. Cod, That's right. Mm. For for Thanksgiving, and it was a pimento cheese. Sampler. It was outrageous. From Tom's Tiny Kitchen. I was going to say Tiny Tom, but it was. It was Tom's, Tom's Tiny, Tiny Kitchen yeah. in in Memphis, and yeah. wow. I had the Chipotle. Was it Memphis or Nashville? It's Memphis. Okay. Well, of course you would know. And we really need to have <laughs> on, him, have him on on the show sometime. He'd I think he has quite an interesting story. He's got more stories. And I have one of the cheese spreads for Java, which I'll. Get to you, Java, this week. I couldn't make a Wednesday afternoon. I just couldn't arrange it. <laughs> Poor Java. She was too busy She's, making a bed. I had, I had enough cheese in my life over the, <laughs> over the holiday. Java, I noticed that you posted your mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, and I was proud of you for doing doing it. It was absolutely beautiful. But who made it? Oh, Crystal. Crystal, <laughs> Crystal, my better half. She she put it down, um, what was that, Wednesday night 
really, really late. And, um, you know, it was ready. So when we went over to my parents' house, I had to just put it in the oven for a little bit and then to be ready to go. Wow. It was bubbly and gooey looking. Mm. Wouldn't you agree, Mal? The way we love it, yes. yes. And it was posted on Cooking and Coping, our Facebook page. Yeah. And you posted fried catfish last night? Yeah, last night I'm um, I'm ahead of, uh, what's it, National Throw Out Your Leftovers Day, which is tomorrow. <laughs> um, because if you're still eating leftovers, uh, you're kind of playing with your with your yeah. health a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we fried some catfish uh, last night at home just to, you know, get away from the turkey and dressing and, and made it real simple. But I did have the last bit. Of the macaroni and cheese, I scraped a pan and, uh, and, and and had that with my catfish last night. Yeah, well, I have challenged Enrico Williams to develop a mac and cheese and name it after Java. So uh, that'd be great. We're you know we're looking forward to Java that mac in, and cheese in twenty and twenty twenty three or just Java mac. Java, they, uh, I like perfect. it. Java perfect. Mac. Enrica, if you're listening, Java Mac. <laughs> Java Mac. That's pretty cool. The, I like that. The people Java, want it. The yeah, people want it. I saw it. I saw it all over cooking and coping, and <clears> people <throat> even took their mac and cheese and made leftovers, chopping up their ham and turkey. I know you would think that that's violating the purity of mac no, and cheese. I, but it, it depends on the taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Java can go with a little ham. We invite you to join us. It's real easy. Just shoot an email to food at mpbonline.org, and we will address your question or comment. Remember, November the 29th, tomorrow, is throw out your leftover day. So we're going to talk about leftovers. We've got the Lebanese breeze here uh, in the studio. Joe Sherman, yes, welcome sir. back, man. We're glad you're here this glad morning. Glad to be here. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoying being here, talking about food. Always. It's always. I, just, I have to have a shout-out to my wife. Please. She actually made the kibbe. She makes kibbe better than I do. So. And she's not Lebanese. No, not a bit. Not a bit. You know. By association, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Carol, you you stumbled onto a different type of turkey that you uh, that you somehow found out about. You want to share? Yeah, about that? Uh, we had a, what what's called a Kelly Bronze Turkey this year, and this is because my husband John Palmer is a voracious reader of magazines about food and classical music, and he listens to classical music while he reads food magazines. Oh, okay. And he read about this Kelly Bronze (laughs) turkey, which is a heritage breed. It's very famous in England. It actually uh, was grown in England in the 1500s and was reintroduced about 50 or 60 years ago. And now there is a farm for Kelly Bronze turkeys in Virginia. But they are um, wild turkeys. Uh, They are bred to be wild. Born to be wild. wild. (laughs) How how wild that is. I was waiting on that. (laughs) But they are grown to twice the age of the birds that we get in the grocery store. And they are hand-plucked. They are dry-aged, and they are very large. Ours, I'm sure there's some small ones too, but ours was, to get all those people, was about 23 or 24 pounds. But you cook it really differently because of the the age of the turkey. It has really big flavor and extra marbling and fat, Mm. and it only cooks for an hour and a half. I mean, a 20-something pound turkey. Yeah. Never dry, sounds like. Never dry, but you... You turn it breast side down, so all the fat and and the oh. marbling you know, drain into the breast for the first 
hour, wow. and then and then you flip it over. But it it was really it was really delicious, and it was also just interesting to read about. It, and it it did it tasted really different. It did and it really? okay. uh, John was quite proud of himself. Very well, that's did, what classical music yeah, will do yeah. for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, did you get it from England or from Virginia? It was it was from you know from Virginia yeah from Local. Virginia okay. yep. And it was picked by Food and Wine magazine. They they had the three best turkeys in the United States, and one that was one, and then one from D'Artagnan, which was, is a small turkey. So I'll hmm. try that hmm. sometime. But I just kept saying, please just go to Whole Foods and get a turkey. <laughs> I mean, please. But I'm so glad that he persisted, and it, it gave us a new experience and, and a Really big turkey. That's great. Again, we want to remind you tomorrow, November the 29th, is National Throw Out Your Leftovers Day if you haven't already. Uh, so now, <clears throat> Carol, Joe is big friends with our friend Elaine Trigiani, and she has a new line of oils, and Joe wisely has ordered right. on our behalf. That's right, we ordered. What, about, what's uh, the status of our oil? <clears throat> well, there's two oils there's the Tuscan and the Sicilian. And uh, it should be shipped around de- between December 1 and December 5th. Okay. And it's uh, her first harvest of her own, uh, you know, orchard or vineyard right. or whatever it's per- called properly. But uh, Elaine's been in uh, Florence for about 20 years now. And uh, she's been in the oil business before, brokering it. But now she's doing her own thing. And so I would encourage you, if you go to Elaine Trigiani, uh dot com or Elaine Trigiani, you can you can find out all about our olive oils. Okay, well let's do this first. Let's say she's she's from Mississippi. That's right. Her uh, father is David Trigiani. That's right. Her mom is Jean Enix mm-hmm. from Jackson. She went to school here. Has been a great friend, but has been in Italy for how long? I think twenty or twenty five years. I think or maybe, maybe longer, but I know at least that long. And okay. and she's an art historian as well as a cook, tour leader, and certified olive oil taster. And yeah, we love having her on the show. So we hear she's going to be home uh, in January, January, so we're going to uh, try to get her back in the studio and talk about her. Last time she was here, she was uh, she talked about the, the upcoming harvest and her new oil line, but she had, didn't have any of it, so maybe she can bring some in, and we can do an o- another olive oil Yeah, testing. and we did that online, and I was severely chastised. I brought in my <laughs> olive oil, <clears throat> oh boy. and she took one little taste of it and said, Carol, you have kept this olive oil by the stove. Really? Now, I burned through a lot of olive oil, so it probably hadn't been there two weeks. Really? And oh, wow. uh, so so she said, this is not a good thing. We keep our olive oil in a dark, dark, dark places. cool place, a- unseen and, yeah. until used. And as we were slurping, slurping some of away. us got busted. That's right. It happens. You know, it happens. So, Joe, now you've been on Cooking and Coping, and you have posted uh, <clears throat> about this topic of leftovers. Yes. Uh, let, let, let's report out. All right. So let's report the, out. The, at 50,000 feet, the two most uh, reused leftovers were <clears throat> the, the dressing, and the number one, uh, the way it was used most was waffled. Mm. Now, some people tried it but didn't put enough oil on their waffle iron, uh, yeah, present that's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. There's a rumor going around. <clears throat> so, uh, if you want to 
Well, since you got one more day before you have to throw it out, uh, <laughs> if you'll take a waffle iron and spray it with Pam or some uh, oil. And olive oil. Olive oil. That's not too old. And yeah, put the, not uh, sitting put by the stove. <laughs> that's right. Sitting by the waffle iron. Might put, be a good way to get rid of some old oil. <laughs> that's right. You put the dressing in there and waffle it, and it's, it's pretty good. I tried it on a uh, Dash uh, mini uh, waffle iron. And, uh, what is a dash that, mini? It's a brand. Malcolm and I have been okay. wondering what it is. <laughs> All right, it's a brand uh, that's out there today, and they make they try to make uh, cooking easier. And they make small. They have a small griddle, and they're about they're not much bigger than a hamburger bun. Okay, if you think really? about a hamburger hmm. bun, the waffler's that size. They have a little grill that's that size. They have a quart ice cream maker. Uh, they have a coffee machine, okay. and it's a division of uh, I think. Uh, Store, Storebound. Storebound. Storebound okay. owns them. Now, you're retail genius. You should know I, all I don't this. know about genius, but I've been there a long time. <laughs> but anyway, so, Is so, it like a dial 1-800, or is it something you, you, you find can in buy, the store? You can, you can, uh, I know Belk has a whole section of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can buy it online. They have an online presence. So, uh, anyway, they're, they're really good items. A lot of people have used them on a lot of diets, and they use those to be able to cook their food oh, okay. quickly. Uh, and then the, the second thing was turkey and sausage gumbo. So yeah. between waffle dressing and turkey and sausage gumbo, those were the overall winners, you know, in, in, in the, the use of leftovers. Yeah. Well, uh, just a quick comment on the turkey and sausage gumbo. April McGregor wrote the recipe, mm-hmm. um, turkey and sausage gumbo. And it's a published recipe. You can find it by going online, but absolutely delicious. And also, the waffled dressing started either last year or the year before on Cooking and Coping. I believe Bob Yarbrough yes, was so. the first to make it. Bob is one of our listeners and posters from Virginia. And now everybody is trying uh, waffled dressing. Now, I personally murdered. Tim Pierce's mother's dressing in <laughs> yeah. my waffle iron, so I will do yeah. what but he you gave see. You a, but he gave you a tip. If I'm not, he gave somebody a tip about just what I and I tried it. I took a tart ring and I packed it with dressing in a in a fry pan. Yeah, and I just made you know, hash brown corn, cornbread just, dressing hash brown. So and then I put turkey and uh, oh. cranberry sauce and in gravy it. over it. <clears throat> I kind of made a, a yeah. dressing Benedict. Ha <laughs> ha. That's good. I, That's I good. saw somebody yesterday, and I want to look it up because I want to give her credit for a beautiful meal with a fried dressing patty. And then she had, like, chicken fried steak or something <laughs> with mushroom gravy over it and sautéed leeks. And it just it, it just mm. looked looked phenomenal. Yeah. But a lot of people are pattying up the sausage and, I mean, <laughs> dressing. <laughs> patting up the, uh, uh, dressing <laughs> and, and frying it or, right. uh, or waffling it. It's, 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 and the egg on top of it is just a, just a bonus. You know, the fried egg on top. Do you put egg in your dressing? Uh, no. To bind it? No. no. We do not. Carol? I put, because it? I followed Tim Pierce's recipe to the letter, his mama said you put your eggs in the cornbread and not the dressing. Mm. Last year, I didn't believe it, and so I did it my own way, but this year, I did it her way, and it it was just 
wonderful. Well, well, Mary Pryor makes her mother's dressing, and it's phenomenal. And we don't put egg in it so we can taste it while we're making it. <laughs> gotcha. So, so you, you found that uh, the dressing uh, and the making of the turkey gumbo were the top two yes. from your coping and cooking and coping posts. What else did you learn? Well, I learned that uh, this was, to me, well, one of the most, this was one of the most interesting. Ken Crockwell posted his Thanksgiving leftovers Louisiana style. A Thanksgiving po' boy, gambino French bread, blue plate mayo, dressing, potatoes au gratin, smoked turkey, mac and cheese, orange cranberry sauce, and gravy with a side of spinach madeleine and Creole deviled eggs. Good gracious. <laughs> <laughs> on one sandwich. It's a po' boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there anybody out there that will call us and top that one? <laughs> I want to see it. Because, I mean, he's got everything in there. That's, I know. I can just see blue plate mayonnaise and then spread with a layer of spinach madeleine, which is one of my think, favorite anyway, Thanksgiving dishes. You know, and then I think, Carol, you had somebody that stuffed a crescent roll with sweet potato dressing or sweet potato casserole. That was Bob Yarbrough in Virginia. Oh, he did that? Bob did that? Okay. Yeah. And, and did you see there were a lot of people making things with stock? Yeah, oh yeah, a lot. I saw uh, several things with duck stock. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I also saw that our friend Mike Wagner, the rice man from uh, up in the Delta, that his son had stolen his duck carcasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he was he was very concerned. <laughs> Not good. And then one of our uh, our posters, Tim Swartzauer, who is the son of Pippa Perry Jackson, lives. I think up around Cape Hatteras or somewhere in the Outer Banks. He's one of the most beautiful cooks we have. But he uh, boiled down the leftover carcass for a bone broth and made duck and dumplings. And it is Ooh, yeah. just a beautiful dish. And someone oh, made wow. a turkey frittata. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And yeah, and then somebody, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Bob or, I can't remember, somebody was having uh, dark meat enchiladas with homemade enchiladas, with the homemade uh Wow. I'm but, just surprised we're not getting callers. Well, to my friend, this. my friend uh, uh, Doug Levenway sent me a note at 12:05 a.m. I'd been asleep, but anyway, <laughs> and he said he thought we ought, you ought to try a pounded out round steak and make a kind of a roulade with the dressing in the middle and cook it. I thought that was Why kind not? of a cool yeah. idea. Why okay. not? So, okay, it was <clears throat> Elaine Lacour that. Uh, made the fried cornbread dressing patties with chicken cutlets and white wine mushroom gravy and spinach, bacon, and blue cheese salad. I'm mm. I'm yeah. very taken with this and want to go to her house. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add to this conversation, it's really simple. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to continue talking about leftovers, and uh, Joe's going to share more of his findings right. on the Internet. Uh, And we'll take your calls, and we'll continue to uh, reiterate that November 29, that's tomorrow, is National Throw Out Your Leftovers Day. (laughs) And we have some rules of thumb here uh, about what to do with food that you may be scratching your head about. We'll share those, uh, and as well as a New York Times piece uh, that we've got here. And we'll uh, hear more from the Lebanese Breeze. This is Deep South Dining, MPB Think Radio. It is Monday, and we are glad you are tuned in. We appreciate each and every one of you listening to our most humble show. Carol, how are you this morning? Malcolm, I couldn't be better. You know, I came in kind of tired of Thanksgiving. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm ready to go <laughs> hit the refrigerator. Go to Christmas, baby. 
And Joe Sherman is with us. Joe, we're so glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoy it. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Good, good. And uh, did you fit, did you share all of your data from your post, or is there more? Uh, the only thing I think we didn't, I think you've, you've already touched on it, was a uh, crustless quiche with turkey. Crustless quiche. Crustless quiche okay. with turkey. So I think it was the last uh, leftover uh, out of the leftover extravaganza that I had. <laughs> the leftover La Palooza. La Palooza. Yes. Yeah, yeah. La that's, Palooza. that's what we're talking about here. I, I've got a tack on, though. Leanne Galt is doing Indian spice oh, turkey oh, and yeah, rice and curry with noodles, cow soy. All right, we've got a caller. Pam is calling from Jackson. We appreciate you listening and calling. Pam, what's going on? Hey, I really enjoyed this show as the whole and the whole network, but I'm curious as to what other mail order uh, Christmas places do you all recommend? I love hearing about Tiny Tim. I didn't know about that. What else do you recommend? Uh, you're, you're speaking of <clears throat> uh, great food or or utensils or great items that you can order online? Great food. Great food, I, I, the food yeah, set, like I, your I turkey, I definitely Carol. want to, yeah, but, uh, my turkey, the Kelly Bronze, but definitely want to talk about the Red Truck Bakery in Virginia. Those two fabulous cookbooks, but they are one of the finest mail-order places for pies. Yeah, he cakes. has some fine pies, <laughs> and then we all love Zingerman's right. with the Z. Zingerman's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, the o- the owner of Zingerman's actually comes to the Su- Southern Food Waste Conference every year, but it is one of the most complete food sources. They have great service, a great website, uh, and and that's one of my they, all-time favorites. What about assortment. you, Joe? They have, yeah. a, they have a great assortment. Uh, we received some from oh, Thomas Williams so. from Zingerman. Z is in zipper. I-N-G is in girl. E-R-M is in man. A-N is in never. S. <laughs> Plural. All right. So Plural. Yeah, and if other listeners have suggestions about mail order foods uh, that they use, uh, other outlets, you can another Z know. word yes. is Zabar's. That's an amazing place. Zabar's, Zabar's in New York, a wonderful catalog and online presence. Z A B A R. That's right. Okay, Pam, thanks so much for listening and for calling in. And speaking of New York, I wanted to share with you guys um, there was a piece in the New York Times Sunday paper yesterday delivered to my front doorstep by my neighbor and good friend Frank Alley, along with a bag, Carol, of Meyer lemons that his sister from the coast had shared. What a great neighbor. What a great neighbor. Waking up on a Sunday to a New York Times in a bag of Meyer lemons on your... I can't imagine. They don't do that out in Edwards. So thank you, Frank. But there was a great piece. There's always stuff in here that gets me going. There was a piece about great wedding gifts. Uh, on the registry and beyond. The New York Times polled 108 couples whose weddings had been featured in the New York Times and asked them each by email to share their very best wedding gifts that they received and they loved. And there are five or six of them. A couple of them are food items. One of them is this, uh, Carol, this uh, new pizza oven that everybody, all the rage. Is it the Uno? The Uno, yes. Uh, Uno Carew. Uh, it is uh, it, that one lists for about 
$399. There's another one. Um, I'm not sure I like anybody that much. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the wood-burning outdoor pizza oven. A lot of people are into that these days. Also, the espresso machine uh, was very popular. Mm. <clears throat> but and, and even China, which sort of surprised me because no one seems to want China anymore. <laughs> but lo and behold, the air fryer. Uh, it says air fryers are seemingly foolproof. The air dryer came up more than any other ca- kitchen appliance uh, that we surveyed. Uh, th- there were uh, many people who said that they just love their Ninja air fryer uh, because a lot of people, I suppose, in New York have small apartments. And I think this air fryer is a space saver and a, huh. and a good counter. Maybe that's it. The air fryer seems to keep following us around, Malcolm and Java. Well, it's it's twenty twenty two, and we have a show about food. And the air fryer, you know, is is like the latest uh, hip hop artist. It, it's the it gadget <laughs> right now. And I, um, uh, we're so out of it. Then I mean, we really, no. Joe has one. Really, I have uh, one. I have one. A re a reimagined ver- or redone version of the. Um, uh, con- convection, convection, convection it's a, it's oven. It's a portable convection oven. There you go. Basically, yeah. you know, you can, and mine's very portable. I just haven't pulled it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, with Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror, folks, there's only three more Mondays before oh. Christmas. Um, wow. I know. I know. It's hard. But, you know, starts. look, we're players. We <laughs> have got to transition That's now right. from, from Turkey Day I mean, and the egg bowl. Flip the switch. Uh, Joe, I don't want to get you going here. But, I'm, I'm fine. And, and I'm right fine. on into I will Christmas. say Joe is wearing of a course. sport coat. Joe has worn maroon, maroon now. For, <laughs> I finally pulled it out of the closet. <laughs> so grateful for the win. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> Not as grateful they're, as Mike Leach, I'm sure. Used, but. <laughs> yeah, they're usually hard coming for us. Man, really, I'm telling you. Joke. I know. It's a tough life. So what are some good Christmas gifts that relate to um uh, Deep South Dining. I know cookbooks are always a, a wonderful gift to give. Olive oil. I think people like olive oil. Cheese. I think like Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Eggs, Parmesan and when you cheese, were talk, talking Reggiano. about um, wedding gifts, I just got married a few months ago, and my two best wedding gifts were Parmesan cheese that David Trigiani sent us from Italy and a Virginia ham. Mm-hmm. From Malcolm and Kara. Now, when you're the age we are, we were not expecting wedding gifts. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was a huge thing. But those were so appreciated and and beloved. And and the only thing that could top it was um, our friend Marcy Ferris, who is a great food historian in North Carolina, you know, but... She and her husband, Bill, are from Mississippi. She sent a wedding gift. It was delivered out in Edwards. It was left out at the front gate. I opened it and just so excited. Marcy Ferris and Bill Ferris have sent us a wedding gift. It was this beautiful pair of black shoes. And I thought, oh, gosh, what, an, what? what, an, what, what? an interesting wedding gift. <laughs> Where'd I leave and them? so I tried them on, and I thought, you know, Marcy, how did she know? what size shoes I wore. And I thought that was so interesting. But she had gotten confused when she was ordering. And you know, it was like it wasn't until the next day because I realized, I was going, God, that's so cool. You know, Marcy and Bill are so cool. They just didn't want to give a usual gift. 
That's funny. But but her she was she was sending herself the shoes. Oh okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, a mistaken uh, delivery. But you know, Carol, those aren't uh, wedding gifts that we are giving you. Those are love offerings. There you go. Well, thank you. There was a lot of love in the gift and a lot of love in the cooking that goes with that. Well, we've got a caller who is talking about one of our favorite topics, gumbo. gumbo. We never, ever tire of speaking of gumbo. In fact, we say all roads lead to Deep South Dining when talking about okra and gumbo. I believe Pat's on the phone from Mobile, Alabama. Hello, Pat. Hey, this is Pat, and um, I am asking about leftovers when you have gumbo. I didn't have my children uh, over for Thanksgiving until Friday afterwards, and they said, please, no turkey. So I had a good friend. <laughs> he's, he's from uh, Louisiana but lives near me in Fairhope. And so he made this uh, wonderful gumbo for my family, and he said, you're going to have a lot left over. I froze a gallon bag after feeding 13 people, but I've still got leftovers. Oh, well, so you don't I want to freeze those, those as well? I'm sorry. Uh, do you not want to freeze the the remainder, the remainder, or you just want to try to? Well, do you think it's too late to freeze it? Oh, I, mean, I see what I got you're saying. Oh, I don't. Freeze. No, I wouldn't think so. Give it a freeze. Give it a freeze. I think you're okay. It's not. I love it, and it was the first time. You know, I, I've always thought that gumbo had to have seafood in it, but this was chicken and sausage and we called it cajun gumbo that's good and another another guest at the house mentioned that she had heard that they somewhere they eat potato salad <laughs> oh, oh yes. now we've heard that that's a hot topic Abby, around here yes and, well, and let me tell you i tried it and it was great <laughs> i've never done it a lot of people instead of rice instead of white rice will put a scoop uh-huh. of potato salad in their gumbo. And other places right. just serve it as a side. Mm-hmm. But okay. potato salad and gumbo go together really nicely. Now, some people were squeamish about the mayonnaise and the pickle relish and whatever else might be Not us. going into the gumbo. It doesn't phase me. In fact, <laughs> I like rice and potato salad. Well, I, I was going to say, we had already used some rice in the bowls when somebody, you know, when the girl brought it up and it was just so funny because we were all going, ew, but we tried it, and it was fabulous. So, Well, let me tell you, Pat, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing, and it's, it's going thing. around. It well, is. <laughs> well, I don't think he had – I don't know what he had in the potato salad, but I, it did not taste like mayonnaise. Hmm. Uh, might have been a yogurt, possibly, but the Grim pickles pressure. were there, the celery, all that, but yeah. oh, my – word so i was the hit of the round of thanksgiving there you go that we had to have down here so um but i had never heard about freezing it this many days after so it's yeah. gonna happen and yeah i'll let y'all know when i take it out <laughs> yeah if, if it's all mushed up and, it, and it's un- inedible <laughs> you can call us and complain we, we, we're okay with that but we think you should give it a freeze okay perfect Okay. Hey, hey, Pat. Do you know the Do you know the Negus family in Mobile? They they uh, have a marina business. They buy. I mean, they build boat boats and sell them. Those are my cousins. And who's speaking right now? Malcolm. The, oh, yeah, well, the Malcolm, Negus family. This is actually this is actually Pat that went to school with you in Wiggins. 
Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I live... <laughs> I live um, in Fairhope, but I work in Mobile, so when I called in, I said But um, I don't know the family. You don't but, know the Negus um, family? I do know. I don't, but um, I'll scope it out. So, anyway. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for calling, and, right. and, and well, hello to you know. and uh, all of my people yeah. back in yeah. Stone County. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't get to spend much time over there this Thanksgiving, but it's... It's going to happen later. So. Yeah, i got to make anyway, a run. Y'all have a great day. So. Okay, thanks, Thank Pat. you. <laughs> Appreciate you. All right, uh, Java, nope. Uh, so what other um, items make good uh, Christmas presents? We talked about cookbooks. This personalized kitchen gear. Carol, you did this for us last week. Yeah, I did. I gave uh, Malcolm and Enrica and Java personalized pie servers. And, you know, the website Etsy, which is the worldwide community of small artisans Artisans. Mm -hmm. that that make things. And you can put in personalized kitchen gadget or pie servers or teaspoons. And that was, you know, absolutely wonderful gift. Um, You know, kitchen gadgets to me are just the greatest yeah, the greatest gifts there are. And Joe and I have both <laughs> been in retail for more decades than we would like That's right. to, we don't like talk to about say. That and I, I'm always surprised that they can come up with yet another another one. kitchen gadget. But hmm. my I have several favorites right now, but my favorites they are tiny tongs. The tongs are about five inches you know, instead of like a, right. a, a long tongue, and I use now I have three or four pairs hang, you know, hanging for, you know, turning over sausage and and small things. That's one of my most used tools, and a tiny spatula. Yes, they have yeah you know, the little spatulas. It's probably like a two inch or mm-hmm. three inch square head. I mean that that is so used. My my favorite gadget is the garlic press. You know, yeah. I just uh, it's. Makes things a lot simpler. It's Cleaning a revolutionary it. tool. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, and they've been been around forever right. in Italy. But the the new twist on it, I think the Swiss Xylus first came up with it. Right. It's the little teeth that help you clean it out. Exactly. You, exactly. You turn it over backwards. And that's right. that, and that's very helpful. Believe uh, an, me. Another thing, and April McGregor said she asked for this for Christmas last year. Probably cost five dollars. Is you either call it a dough scraper, a bench scraper, it's you know, a flat blade with a usually a rubber handle right. on top that you use you know, to cut dough. But I never use it for that. It's to scrape up when you're chopping mm-hmm. a lot of things. Now this is a stainless steel piece, or not? Yeah, it yeah, can be or it can be plastic. To, See, okay. I use mine. I use mine to, when I make Christmas cookies. I use mine to cut dough. You do, uh-huh. yeah, and and it cuts a lot of dough. But on the days it's not cutting dough, when you're you're scraping up off of your cutting board, right. your chopped onions. I mean, because it, it's a, it's very useful mm-hmm. for getting those those. It picks off. the trinity up real quickly. Yes, <laughs> another a great item is a cooking lesson or a, of a culinary experience. Exactly. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are coupling their vacations with this these days. Well, and also we have the Viking Cooking School right here in Mississippi in Greenwood. Uh, you know, there are cooking classes out at Livingston, uh, outside of Jackson. The Everyday they Gourmet go, yes. does it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other, you know, cooking classes around. But it's a great couple's experience, too. There are classes for children. 
Now, did you guys know each other before working at Viking? I know you both worked at Viking. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In, in passing, so to speak. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. That's a whole that whole thing's a whole show worth of talking. Yeah, <laughs> worth of, that, that is worth worth the talk. But yeah, 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 we did. yeah, we did. Yeah. All right, we got a caller. Tony is calling us from uh, somewhere in Georgia. Milledgeville. Milledgeville. Hello, Tony. How are you? Well, we don't have Tony just yet. Uh-oh, so okay. let's go to uh, Mikey and Mobile. Okay, Mikey, how it goes? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, I am thankful and deservedly so. Um, uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to be fast here because, you know, I'm motor mouth sometimes when I talk to y'all because I have to be, right? Um, <laughs> let's say it's called that, broadcasting, uh, all, Mikey. Broadcasting. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. We can't waste it. Um, uh, now, I had thought about Jolla Mac, and I think that's a great name. But I also thought that a couple of other names would be either Java Lava or Ooh. Lava Java. Java <laughs> both. What was the last one? Both. What was that last one? Uh, Lava Java. Just reverse, you know. It's like, or both. Oh, Java or, Lava you know, or, or Lava Java. Wow. Right, for a couple, a couple of different kinds of mac and cheese, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, the other thing is um, consider the wattage in gift appliances. Good, good I point. I mean, that's, uh, when, when you're, you're giving them, um, and I just found something that's called My Mini, Small Bites Big Yum, uh, 260 watts as opposed to the 1,000 watts that will be used by the microwave. Hmm. And this is this is a, uh, um, I think it, it may have come from the children's section because it's a noodle cooker, skillet, and uh, griddle. Huh. Okay. What's it so, called? Uh, it's called My Mini. Okay. My Mini. All right. And, uh, okay, two more. And these are regarding freezer things. Okay. Um, now, we all know the old trick of freezing things in muffin tins, which is a great trick. But since then, there's been a lot of things that are equivalently sized silicone. I, in fact, even have some that I bought, you know, at a a wonderful discount um, uh, in a heart shape. Well, you know, after all this other, you know, there's another hoop you do coming up all the time. And uh, but the the thing is that if you if you're going to freeze it in tins or silicone, is a better option because it's great. easier to pop out and all that jazz. Anyway, okay. And the other thing is, uh, the uh, for potato salad, freeze a potato, celery, and onions mixture. Freeze a combo with no mayo in it. Okay, you got it. We sure do appreciate those tips. That was a lot of info in a very short while there, and uh, we appreciate Mikey from Mobile always listening and calling. Now, Tony, uh, I believe, has rejoined us here. Tony, are you with us? Yes, sir. Good morning, Malcolm, and to all my deep south dining friends on this <laughs> Monday morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, I just wanted to call in again and tell you all how much I enjoy your show over here. I'm a weekly listener from here in Milledgeville, Georgia. And at the beginning of the show, Java played a song uh, that's been done by many artists related to Grit Thane Groceries. And I wanted to call in and mention that uh, I live near Capricorn Recording Studios, which is in Macon, Georgia, where Wet Willie did a very popular version of that song. Oh, I love Wet Willie. Yeah, and uh, but I, I live I live in Milledgeville, Georgia, and Macon is uh, less than an hour away from from uh, from Macon, and 
he recorded that song, or they did, in Capricorn Studio. Yes. And what was the fellow's name who fronted the that? The fronted, I'm just... He was a vocalist I'm and a harmonica at, uh, player. Jimmy... Jimmy... I, Jimmy he, he, yeah, it was Jimmy something, but I cannot remember his last name. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll get it. He but, did um, one of the best covers of A Change Is Gonna Come I've, I've ever heard. And, you know, Not he toured subject. He toured a lot with Greg Allman when yeah. Greg Allman would oh, do... Yes, when he would yeah. do solo gigs. Jimmy Hall. Jimmy Hall. Jimmy Hall. The great that's Jimmy it. Hall. Wow. That's it. That's it. Thank you. And I also wanted to mention, too, uh, speaking of grits, I have a brother-in-law whose mama used grits as one of her ingredients in her dressing recipe. Whoa. Okay. I can get behind that. that. I got no, I got no fear of that, but that's <laughs> unusual. I haven't heard it, but uh, it makes sense. It's a, it would thicken up. It would make it creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no problem. That's good. That's and a, that's what we're here for on Deep South Dining. Right. Well, and, and you know, to stir always, the pot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I know, uh, you know, dressing is like, you know, other food items. There are many people who have their recipes and who have their, you know, their preferences. And, and uh, you know, I was always, I'm always partial to my mama's recipe, you know, just like many people have their preferences. But I hear the music. Thank you all very much for what you do. And uh, here at this household, too, we're also a big fan of uh, the air fryer. Ah, okay. okay. Well, thanks a lot for calling. Thank thanks for listening, because Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio, and we are funded by generous contributions from folks like you, and we thank you. Our show is produced by Java Lava Chapman. <laughs> for my co-host, Carol Palmer. For our special guest, Joe Sherman, the Lebanese Breeze. I'm Malcolm White. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.